Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and this week I am joined actually in Omaha, Nebraska this time, not here with me in Fort Collins, by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, which I already said. Uh, grandpa, how are you doing this fine uh, first day of the new year? Uh, happy new year to all you guys out there listening. I hope, hope uh, your uh, last year was great and this year is going to be even better, but grandpa, grandpa, how are you doing? Great. I haven't seen you since last year. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, I kind of like, I prefer being in the same room. Yeah, it know, is fun. Recording this. It's, but I mean, it's, this is still, this is still pretty cool to be able to do this on via Zoom. It's pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah. couldn't have done this like 15 years ago. That wouldn't have been a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you'd have, one of us would have had to have moved, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I don't think it would have been me. <laughs> it's just, it's, I love the bowls. The, the only bad thing I, the only thing I don't like about bowl season is that that's the end of the college football season is coming to a yep. close. And I don't like that. I got to, I don't know what I'm going to do for the next uh, 300 days or whatever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we still got the NFL to finish. And then we have all those spring leagues. Now the USFL and XFL are both we get two spring leagues this year, which we can talk about. You know, about we're, we're going to get uh, Josh Banderas on, who is a linebacker for the Huskers, and he's playing in that. Right, league. for the um, the Philadelphia Stars in the USFL. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're going to get him on. we got to do that before he leaves, which I think he leaves next month in February. So we got okay. to do that. We'll see what we can do. We're also yeah. coming up on our one-year anniversary as well. Woo! Um, and they which... said it would never last. Well, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a big shout out to you guys, but uh, we're going to try to see if we can get something special. I think our, not our next episode. Uh, I forget. Anyway, um, when, yeah, January. Oh, wow. So our one year anniversary is actually uh, Monday of next week. Wow. So but that's the ninth. That's the day yeah. of the national championship game. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I'm so, sure what, I mean, going. I can't ask for something else better to talk about for one year anniversary, but I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we can, maybe, maybe we just delay that by a week just to make yeah. it extra special. Well, anyway, uh, you and I have to talk about that. Anyway, let's get started with the Nebraska uh, men's basketball team. Uh, they beat Iowa uh, in Lincoln. 66 to 50 uh, on December 29th. So that would be what Wednesday? Uh, I think Thursday. 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 Thursday, right. Um, and they, I mean, 50 points. That's it was the lowest points allowed in the Fred Hoiberg era at Nebraska uh for this men's team. Uh also held Iowa 34 points below their season average of scoring. Uh, just a really great defensive game from what I saw. I watched the highlights a little bit, and just from what I saw, just overwhelming defensive game. And that's what you have to do to win in the Big Ten. And, I mean, Nebraska, sh- this this team show that they can beat better teams with Creighton, that Creighton win. That yeah. Creighton win doesn't look as good now after Creighton just absolutely fell off a cliff yeah. after that. But yeah. um, this Iowa game was still – still Iowa's still a good basketball team. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and they're going to be – the men's team is going to be traveling to Michigan state on Tuesday to play uh, Michigan state who are nine and four overall and one and one in the big 10 and not a shabby team uh, from any looks of it. What are your thoughts on this one? Grab? I know we don't talk about basketball too yeah. much on this podcast, but uh, what are your, what are your thoughts just on, yeah, on the team this year? I just, you got to look, if you watch Fred Hoiberg's team play defense, it's like if they had an offense, it's almost like the Husker, uh, uh, team of uh, 2009 when we had Dominic and Sue and 
and some other great defensive players. But offensive, they just couldn't score, and that's kind of the same deal that Fred has this year. Uh, but, you know, defense can win you a lot of games. I just, I just hope that Fred can keep his job. Um, you, you know, you look at people are saying, well, remember, they played Purdue, you know, and, and Purdue's now, or they, they, they were, I don't know, I think they still are number one. They still are the number one. Took them overtime. And uh, and got really kind of hosed on a couple of calls, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, but if you just have close, you know, losses, you're back to 21 Husker football program, and and you know you still go, you, you lose nine games and you win only three. So I just somewhere if you play games close, you got to start winning games, and and the Iowa game was a great place to start. I. I, I love I like Fred Hoiberg and I hope he succeeds at Nebraska. I think he's a class guy. I think it was a great hire. Um, but they gotta they have to win and that's the name of the game. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And I remember you were we, we were talking just I, I believe when you were over here at one point, uh maybe over the winter, I forget if it was during Thanksgiving, but you said that you were like, Oh, this team's terrible, they're going to um end up just right. Fred Hoiberg is gonna be fired this year. Do you yep. think from the results that's already occurred, do you think this is way th- th- this is a better um, result than what – I mean, clearly it's better than what you've, anyone would have expected coming from this Nebraska team last year, but do you think that he could still – he still has the ability to get fired this year? Yes. Uh, I, you got to win games. And uh, I, I, Fred understands that. Everybody who's in that, in that coaching fraternity knows that. But it's way too early to get on or off the, the bandwagon at this point. If Fred can, yeah, there, there's, there's a way they could possibly get to the NIT. If that happens, I think, uh, I think uh, Trev Alberts says, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you on. Um, but we'll just have to see. I, they're exciting. If you've, if you've watched them, you, you, you see a entirely different team. Uh, they're usually have been very difficult to watch because they just beat themselves time and time and again. Turn over the ball, they miss easy layups uh, it's just it just drives you crazy so you go on to some other form of torture because that's that has been torture to watch that team perform through the years it's uh so yeah. i don't know fred seems to have a, a chemistry there with players that he has a they're buying into what he's selling and that's that's good but they just need more offensive firepower if he gets that next year because i don't think it's going to develop this year um, yeah, he can have a pretty good, that's probably what Trev is going to say. Well, they've made significant improvement and we're going to give this guy another year. Uh, that's, that's my guess, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I mean, I don't know. We can talk about that later. The season's midway through, not even kind of, I think right. they're right. just starting their conference play. Um, so we can talk about that at a later time. I don't yeah. I just was throwing that out there, but, um, yeah. yeah. And then the women's team we've talked about before, we talked about Maggie Mendelson. We talked about Nebraska beating K- Kansas in uh, triple overtime. Uh, then we said their schedule only gets harder from there. Yeah. They lost midweek on Wednesday to number 17, I believe I forget who they played uh, exactly, which is a problem. But um, I, let me see if I can find it. But uh, I think right now they're playing number four, Indiana. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, they're leading 48 to 47. Whoa. Um, so this game's going to come down to the wire. My guess is it will finish 
in during our time of recording. I don't know. I know basketball quarters take forever, so we'll see. We'll give you guys a score update at the end. But, um, I mean, Nebraska still 10-4 and four on the year on the women's side. Still looking really good. Still as a, from what I saw, still projected as a 7 or 6 seed in the NCAA tournament, which is pretty darn good. A step up from last year, definitely, where they were a 8 seed, I believe. Um, so, what, what are your thoughts on them, Grandpa? Yeah, I would just have to see. There's a lot of talent, like, they they lost a player, um, Will Wilch, uh, what's her name? Um, I, I forget. They've lost a player there, and then but they they got Maggie Mendelson, who is like uh, you know a great player. She just needs to get her basketball legs under her, and she'll be fine as the season goes. So, I'm uh, I'm excited about uh, Jazz and and the rest of the players out there. I think this will be a great season. Yeah, I think so too. And that team that they lost to uh, midweek on Wednesday was number 14 ranked Michigan, who has been climbing the ranks pretty far. And they, they only lost by seven, so not terrible. And in seven, when you uh, when you see that in basketball, it's probably was close. It was closer towards the end of the game, and then you just foul to try yeah. to stop the clock. It's just the tactics, and then they make free throws. So it looks like they win by more. I think – when they started fouling and when it was kind of over and Nebraska was down by four or five or so. Um, but I'm not entirely sure on that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, Nebraska is now leading 50 to 49 trading, uh, some trading, some layups with Indiana, but uh, anything you want to say about either of these two basketball teams before I move on to some, no, football? let's just get into the bowl games. All right. Uh, I think we should start. We'll, we'll save the best for last year. We'll start with, the Music City Bowl. Uh, these are all the games from yesterday is what we're going to be talking about and just talking about kind of bowl season in general, how it's gone for the Big Ten. Um, and we'll start with the Music City Bowl, which went pretty well for the Big Ten. Uh, this was Iowa against Kentucky, a rematch from last year. I forget if it was in the same bowl game. I think it was in the VRBO Citrus Bowl, which is going to be played on December on tomorrow, uh, the 2nd of January, because all the NFL is on today, so they can't have the New Year's games on New Year's, which is okay with me. Uh, yeah. To be honest, I don't want it to. It's way more fun if they have their own day, and then yeah. you just wake up, we're able yeah, to watch absolutely. those games. So, uh, yeah, we'll 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 be following. There are a couple of Big Ten teams playing tomorrow. For example, Illinois is playing tomorrow. Uh, so is Penn State in the Rose Bowl. But uh, we'll de- I'll definitely be watching those games. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this Music City Bowl here? Iowa destroyed Kentucky. Just dominated the game, twenty-one to nothing. Uh, to be fair, Kentucky's uh, top quarterback Will Levis opted out of right. this bowl game, which it's it makes it a little bit less exciting. We thought this was going to be, I thought this was going to be a slugfest just anyway, just with how bad Iowa's offense is. Their defense gets two pick sixes, yeah. So really, they have zero offensive efficiency again. You score one offensive touchdown, that's not going to help you out a whole lot. So, Iowa had total of two hundred six yards total offense. 206. That's not a quarter. That's not a half. That's a whole game. Yeah. I mean, that's that was Iowa's problem this year. And that's what I mean. That's why Nebraska was able to beat them because yeah. Nebraska had that offensive component that Nebraska could take the just could strike quickly and strike when they needed to. And Iowa had to have these long sustained drives. That's why this Iowa team, I don't think, is ever going to make the playoff or win the Big Ten anytime soon. Just because their offense is so miserable and the way they've built their program has made their offense into that, um, has has not has helped that misery of offensive efficiency on their part. Because you can't win in the Big Ten 
I mean, they have proof you can win, but you cannot win the Big Ten slash win the Big Ten West consistently with the offensive atrocities that are happening in Iowa where it's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Oh, no, we don't have any more running backs that can do anything good. Still run the ball, still run the ball, still run the ball. Our offensive line isn't that great. Still run the ball. It's just like a, it's beating a dead horse. Like there's, there's yeah. no point. There's no point to that, but they end up winning their season on a, on a win eight and five. I'm sure their trophy they'd rather have is that heroes game trophy, but uh, yeah. I, who knows? Yeah. I love that. I love that. We, we kept him out of that little. Thing. Yeah. Plus the big 10 championship game that, that Purdue sneaked in there, which was great. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I'm I'm a Big Ten fan, and I'm I'm glad that Iowa won that game. And me uh, as well, me as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had a new quarter. Both teams had a had a new quarterback in there. Joe, right. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Labas, Labas. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't watch it, so I have no clue because the uh, Sugar Bowl is going on at the same time. So yeah, yeah. But he was 14 to 24 for 139 yards. Now that would be, you know, for a you know a. a, a Kid like uh, Max Duggan, that'd probably be a, a, a one quarter. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, anything you got to yeah, say just, about that game? Yeah, it's very, very. Uh, uh, I, I'm just amazed that they can have such a dismal offense. But they, as you said, they had two pick sixes. One of those, that's all you needed. You know. Yep. That's, uh, but you know, then the the Sugar Bowl. I didn't get to see much of that one either. I was. Uh, your grandma and I were gone at a, at an event, but yeah. uh, I, I, you know, the, uh, I'm not surprised at the, the outcome of that game, uh, Bama and K state uh, Bama won 45 to 20. Uh, one thing, you know, there are a couple of, of side stories with that is Adrian Martinez, as everybody knows, uh, uh, entered the transfer portal and, uh, and played for uh Kansas State this year, and then Cade Warner went the year before. So right. those two did play in the game. Uh, Martinez, yeah, he ran twice for twelve yards. So uh, that's yeah, he he lost a starting job out to Will Howard, who ended up being K State's quarterback for the back yeah. stretch of the year after six games. I think he got injured, and they put in Will Howard, and Will Howard just played so much better um, that they just didn't have a reason to put Martinez back in. But uh, I mean, he had a he had a fine year for the games he played in. I think he had. He only threw one interception, and I was like, "How come you can't do this last year? What the heck?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he ran—I think he ran for ten touchdowns, threw for seven or something like that. So, not a terrible know. statistical year. Yeah. Um, I—he's probably entering the draft. I would assume. I don't know what he's doing. He's not going to get drafted. I don't think. Um, who knows? I don't know what these scouts are seeing. I'm not an NFL scout, obviously, but if I'm I get a, a, a free agency. Maybe, maybe, but I meant in this in the seven rounds of the draft. I don't think yeah, he's, yeah, he's, I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. You know, yeah. w one of the other stories that's great on that that I loved and I was reading about it today is that their quarterback, uh, Bryce Bryce Young, Bryce Alabama's Young. quarterback. Yeah, he's the uh, twenty-one Heisman Trophy winner. He, you know, he had every reason in the world to say, "Now nah, I'm not going to play in this game. It means nothing for me." But he said, "I'm playing for my teammates." my coaches for the program, man, I, he went way up on my, my uh, scale that Bryce young is a, is a fine. He's a great player first yep. off. And then to, to, you know, play in the game. It used to be, well, of course you're going to play in your bowl game. Of course you are. What, what do you, now this is a big thing because people, 
players are saying, well, I might get injured and I'm going to hurt my chances for the NFL. And I get that, but it's like, eh, what happened to teamwork and teammates? And I don't, maybe I'm just old yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. I see what you're saying there. I do. I also, Will Anderson Jr., who is probably one of the top defensive prospects coming into this NFL draft, he also decided to play for Alabama in this game, and that was huge. He came up with some big plays. Um, he's probably going to go top, I don't know, I want to say top 15, top 10 overall uh, in the draft. And Bryce Young, if, I, I'm hearing all these NFL draft pundits say, Will Levis, quarter, the Kentucky quarterback who opted out, is going to be the number one quarterback drafted in this class, or he's going to be the number one pick. I don't see – he's not that no. good of a – I don't understand. You are stupid if you do not take Bryce Young. You're stupid if you don't take Max Duggan before this kid. These the, Max Duggan, he wants – Bryce Young and Max Duggan – I mean, I'm, it's, it's hard to say that they want it more, but just <laughs> watching them play, Kentucky does not win. I don't care what you have around you. Kentucky doesn't win games the way Alabama and the way TCU did this season. Max Duggan earned his starting job. I earned the, the starting quarterback got injured the first game. He kept it. That quarterback's the starting quarterback at the beginning of the year for TCU is, I believe, is now fine. Um, but Max Duggan just played so well that you're not going to take him out. And that's what that's the kind of mentality you have to have in the NFL to be successful in the NFL. And uh, it is mind blowing to me that is that Bryce Young's name is not even being mentioned, uh, at, at least from crazy. what I've seen, that's for the crazy. number one pick in the NFL draft. Someone, if if someone takes, if whoever, I think the Texans are probably going to have the first pick. Texans or Bears, I think the Texans are most likely to have it right now. But if the Texans do not take Will Levis, if the Texans take Will Levis, the Bears don't need a quarterback, so they're fine. But that next team that needs a quarterback is going to be extremely lucky because that means you have your choice between Max Duggan and Bryce uh-huh. Young. I don't. I can't think of a better situation for an NFL GM right there. You you get two great quarterbacks, but uh, I we'll we'll see when it comes to the draft in April. Uh, we'll see where Trey Palmer goes as well, for that matter. Um, but yeah, this this Sugar Bowl game, Kansas State led at ten to three at one point, and then Alabama kind of just did Alabama things. Ended up being twenty one to ten at half, and then thirty five to ten, and then Kansas State got one back, and then Alabama puts the game away with a field goal. And then Kansas State gets a garbage time touchdown that doesn't really matter. Uh, I thought Kansas State was going to have a better chance in this game that it, after seeing the beginning. Uh, I will say Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State's running back, yeah. little tiny guy, yep. um, he's going to get looked over in the draft as well. Yep. Some team's going to pick him up, and some team is going to have an amazing running back on their hands. Yep. He does not Absolutely. go down easily. He hits the hole hard. He, has, he, he waits for the hole to open up, and then he hits it. He has a great burst of speed. I cannot say enough good things about this kid. Uh, I'm listing him on my I, – I need to make a note on my phone or something to make sure to draft him with whatever team he ends up in for fantasy next year for the NFL just because he is going to be a star in the NFL. Uh, it Height doesn't matter if you're as good as this kid is. Uh, and height, honestly, it, it might make him better because he's, a, he's harder to tackle. You have a stronger core and – like the amount of times that the announcers yesterday were talking and they're like, Oh, you just get you like, it's hard to be a linebacker for Alabama right now because when they hand off to Deuce Vaughn, he just gets lost behind the offensive lineman. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's an advantage that some the kid bench have. presses some, I want to say 345 pounds. He does it like 12 times. That's, that's, that's off the charts. And I agree yep. with you a thousand percent. If somebody doesn't pick up Deuce, he's crazy. They're, that team is 
general managers should be fired. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And um, I mean, I get that there's going to be some better running backs like Bijan Robinson that are going to be in the draft. Uh, maybe, I don't know if Bijan Robinson's in the draft, but anyway. Um, yeah. Well, Deuce Vaughn should be one of the top running back picks. I don't think he will be just because of his size, but just get him. Just, we just need scouts to watch him play. And I, I think if someone's just taking notes of him right now, their, their only con is that he's small. Um, he has great ball security, everything else. He ran for an 88-yard touchdown in the second quarter, yeah. which was Kansas State's last touchdown until like the third quarter, until the end of the, towards the end of the third quarter. So take that for what you will. Uh, and that was the longest rushing play Alabama has allowed in 20 years. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you need anything else. Right. You set a record exactly. like that against Alabama, you yeah. deserve to be drafted exactly. in the first or second round. But, um, yeah, anything well, else you ought to say about the Sugar Bowl here, Grandpa? Well, we're going to talk about the Peach Bowl and Fiesta Bowl, but if I was going to ask you this, uh, if you were – you had first pick in, in this year's NFL draft, you got Stetson Bennett, you got J.J. McCarthy, you got Max Duggan, Bryce J.J. McCarthy, J.J. McCarthy is a sophomore. He's not going anywhere. Well, he could. I mean – I don't. You're not allowed to leave until after your junior year. Okay. Yeah. Let's take him out of that. <laughs> Bennett, Duggan, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Who would you take of those? Out of those four? Or, yeah, those four. Honest, I mean, Max Duggan's played worse opponents on average, but just watching him against Michigan and watching him in, in the Big 12 championship game, uh, I'd probably take – I don't know. This is a really hard one. I think I'd take Max Duggan. Um, it's not the safest pick, but I think he has the most potential – uh, Stetson Bennett is probably the safest out of those four, um, just with his consistency and how well he plays and his, his, his clutchness, I guess, like the, he, he led that clutch drive, which we'll talk about. Um, but CJ Stroud makes, uh, a few too many mistakes, uh, for, for my liking, just watching him this season. I know he didn't, he didn't make a lot of mistakes last night against Georgia, uh, and he almost, I mean, he did everything he could to win that game for him and just ended up not falling for them the way that he thought it was going to. And, and, um, Bryce Young, I mean, as I said, you'd be stupid to not take Bryce Young, but if it's me, just Max Duggan has the, some crazy kind of drive yeah. that I have not, that is, you cannot teach that you were born with that. Yeah. That is something that has been cultivated over many, many years. Bryce Young, all these players have a drive. Max yeah. Duggins is just insane. And that is, that's why I take him, just because he has that determination that he will win games that no matter what the cost is. He does not care. Uh, just that, that, that image of him in the fourth quarter leading a drive to tie it against Kansas State to send it to overtime, just bleeding yeah. everywhere, collapsing yeah. in the end zone, yeah. and then getting back yeah. up and playing yeah. in overtime. Yeah, it just that that is the picturesque Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's that's the guy that will lay everything down for his teammates, for his team. Absolutely. And that's the guy that will take you to the Super Bowl. No matter if you, you don't have to have first round draft picks, he will. He's a great leader. Uh, and, and Bryce Young is, too. But and he played for Lewis Central, which is right across the Missouri River from Omaha. So I've been following his career. And I wanted him to come to, to Nebraska to call him Big Red Max. <laughs> you know, and Husker Max, and yeah, I think that's David <laughs> Max's Max. uh, uh email that, yeah. address is Husker Max. Uh, so 
Yeah, that would have been just awesome. And I, back then, um, you know, uh, Frost had uh, Adrian Martinez, and I think that's probably, prob I don't know this for a fact, but I'm, I'm guessing that maybe Frost was a little gushy over Adrian Martinez and, uh, and yeah, or maybe Max just wanted to get the heck out of Dodge city and play some, you know, outside of the area, but yeah, he would have been knows? great, but his career is, you know, he was runner up in the Heisman this year. This says not, not, yeah. Not and I think, high. I honestly think he should have won it. And I have, a, I, I don't, I don't yeah, know I do what too. you think about that, but Caleb too. Williams, when you have a game that you have to win against Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, I got, I get, he got injured. Yeah. But that was in the third quarter. The game was kind of there, but it really Utah just locked him down, and he should have. I mean, that Utah game uh, earlier in the year. I mean, I don't know. I think it it hurts Max Duggan that uh, that I mean, maybe if Max Duggan had won that Big Twelve championship game, I don't know. I feel like Caleb yeah. Williams is pretty much a lock from the Heisman uh, coming out of championship weekend, but I think he was kind of a lock before that, just not stated. Uh, I don't know, but I, I think that Max Duggan is – I mean, the Heisman is basically the MVP of college football. Right. Caleb Williams was the MVP of USC, but Max Duggan is definitely is far, far more important to TCU's success than right. Caleb Williams was to USC. It's USC. I'm not saying you can put any quarterback in USC and they'd win as many games as they did, but you could put a workable – a serviceable quarterback in there. You have Jordan Addison who transferred from Pitt to – USC for that year and you have some other great wide receivers I, I don't know if you need that much but Max Duggan as I said he's he took TCU to this national championship game he carried them there and I'm not saying it was solely him but uh he he had a far bigger impact on his team than Caleb Williams did I think and it, I I I get that I get that Caleb Williams won the Heisman but I from from my perspective uh and and from what I've seen this year Max Duggan is far more important to TCU than Caleb Williams ever was. To what, USC. what kind of day did Max have yesterday in the Fiesta Bowl? 14 of 29, 225 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Both the interceptions were deflected and just really yeah. unfortunate. Mm -hmm. um, it, one of them was his receiver couldn't hang on to it. The other one was the defender, just great defense from Michigan, bounced off the defender's hand uh, straight up in the air, which is the worst deflection you can have. Um, and, and it was picked. Um, I, we're running out of time kind of rapidly here, but we got to touch on these two semifinal games. We'll start with the Fiesta Bowl real quick. Number three, TCU, number two, Michigan, uh, TCU ends up winning this game. 51, 45 house, where you, which one, which I, I guess I should ask first before we start talking about either of these two, which of these games were you more surprised with, uh, the Georgia, Ohio state game that Ohio state was able to almost beat Georgia or that, uh, TCU whooped up on Michigan's defense to the extent it did, scoring 51 points. I think the uh, festival, I think, I thought TCU would play hang tough in the first half. And then I thought Michigan with its depth, its offensive defensive line would just wear out TCU. And yep. they didn't. I mean, that, they did outscore uh, uh, Michigan, outscored uh, TCU. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. 39-30 in the second half, uh, which is, you know, that that's a, kind of proves my point. But they just uh, – the difference was Max Duggan. That kid 
You never count him out. Never, never, never. Yeah. But, but that, I was surprised. I, I, I thought TCU played better against a really good uh, Michigan team than, than I had thought. Yeah, I thought these two semifinals. I thought the Georgia-Ohio State one would be interesting, uh, but I thought this game would be a pretty easy lock for Michigan. Just I, I don't think they had that mentality, but I didn't think TCU's offense was good against bad defenses or semi-bad defenses. Uh, the Big 12 is not known for defense. And right. Michigan, from what I'd seen from TCU's defense before this game, and to be fair, Michigan still scored 45. Right. But two pick sixes, you need something to fall your way. That was it for TCU. Right. Uh, you don't win this game without one of those pick sixes. Right. So, and, and the first one, just the momentum swing in TCU's direction didn't, didn't go back to Michigan until maybe halfway through the third quarter when they uh, made the game close. Uh, but then Max Duggan right down the field. Drive touchdown, 76-yard pass to uh, Johnson, and TCU never let off the gas again. Uh, I do want to ask, I do think that last play uh, for Michigan, obviously worst thing that could happen for any team in that situation, you fumble the snap on a f- critical, yeah. your last play that you could have. Right. It's fourth right. down. It's not you can just dive on it, and then right. you have to make something happen. They lateral the ball, and it ends up being lateraled forward. So whatever happened from there wouldn't have counted, but uh, – I do think that was targeting on that last play. I I don't know why they they took a review and didn't say anything. What what are your thoughts on it? Did you did you see? I don't I don't know if you were watching the end of it, but I don't know if I understand the targeting call completely. I think you and I have seen it called so. Uh, you, you, it doesn't make there isn't any consistency in that. It's like well that has to be targeting, and then another yeah. one that uh, that isn't and clearly you and I and a lot of fans would say well that's not tardy it's it's gets a flag and somebody's kicked yep. out of the game so yeah yep. I agree with you I, I just I don't understand from an official standpoint what the nuances of what is targeting and what isn't and maybe I should consult the, the rule book but yeah yep I mean the, it, uh, it just it looks I don't know just hearing it in real time you could hear the helmets hit is what it sounded like to me. And then watching it on the slow motion replay, it was kind of clear to me that he led with the, he led with the head and hit him in the neck shoulder area. So I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I've seen that called uh, less than, than that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Targeting with with something that's less than that. Definitely. But they had to have the, uh, they had to have the luck, not luck. You got to be in the right position. You got to play defense, getting those two pick sixes that fumbling at your into the end zone as you're going in to score. Yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Nebraska supposedly this fall uh, is, is going to be uh, running a three, three, five defense. And that's what Texas ran most of the game. I, I, I Yeah. TCU. Yeah, they did. They have a three, 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 five. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's, I mean, and here they are playing Michigan. So to say the three three five can't work in the Big Ten, eh, don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. see next year. Uh, but yeah. let's move on real quick here to the yeah. Peach Bowl. Uh, number one Georgia, number four Ohio State. Uh, this was probably the better of the two semifinal games. Oh, yeah. Saying a lot. Uh, yeah. And uh, C- sorry, not CJ Stroud. Uh, Stetson Bennett leads Georgia back after being down by eleven in the fourth quarter. Leads them back. 
uh, and they score with 56 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, I which I thought was too much, too much time. I thought that too. I knew I was like, I was wondering, they went for the end zone on the first play that they had in the red zone. I was like, uh, run the ball a few times, run some time with the clock, and then go for the end zone. I get you need a touchdown, but your defense hasn't been able to stop C.J. Stroud all day. So, uh, um, And C.J. Stroud played the perfect game. He had to. Four touchdowns, 348 yards, zero interceptions. And he led them down with a chance uh, for a field goal. He runs up the field. No one was – there was no quarterback spy on a second in like eight or nine. Uh, and C.J. Stroud runs for 30-something yards into yeah. field goal range. Uh, and then the kick never had a chance of going through after their kicker had been so great. Noah Ruggles for yeah. uh, Ohio State had been so great for so much of the year. Uh, what was, I what was the it, distance of that of that field goal that he missed at the end? It was a 50-yarder. Well – you know, that's, but he kind of shanked it to begin with. I don't know what yeah. happened. I think usually there was like, there was a scientific study that I saw from a few years ago where they were trying to figure out, does icing actually affect you? And they found the majority, like nine, uh, overwhelming percentage of the time. It does not. I think it affected Noah Ruggles here. He thought about it too much uh, and just didn't kick like he normally would. His long was like a 55 yarder that season. Yeah. Uh, so that was just like a, just unfortunate. I thought it got tipped which is why it was so bad. And then I watched the slow motion replay back and he just didn't hit it right. And uh, yeah. I, I feel so bad for that kid. I, I wanted Georgia to win that game, uh, but I just feel bad for that kid. You never want to see that where it's that bad of a shank. Um, and you just, you just feel bad for the kicker there, but anything you want to say about this game real quick here? Go no, ahead. I just, uh, and they're still going to watch bowl games tomorrow, which would be great. Who do you like uh, tomorrow? Do you, uh, Illinois playing and, uh, and then, uh, yeah, let's – yeah, so let's see. We got – well, let's just – maybe you and I can make qu quick predictions real quick or just a, a pick out of the two. Uh, but we got two Big Ten teams in bowl games tomorrow. We got the Relia Quest Bowl, number 22, Mississippi State against Illinois. Uh, I like Illinois in that game. What, what about you there, Grandpa? Yeah, I'll go with Illinois. Yeah. Or sorry, we have three Big Ten teams. Sorry. Uh, and then also number 17, LSU, against Purdue in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Uh I think Jaden Daniels is playing for LSU. I like Purdue's fight, though. I'm going to go with Purdue there. I don't think Adrian O'Connell is going to be playing. I think he's. I like Purdue's out. run game. I like Purdue's run game, and uh, I, I still, I still am going to take Purdue, but I could see LSU winning that game for sure. Yeah, that's uh, probably a toss-up. Probably a toss-up. Yeah. and then the big one in the Rose Bowl: number eleven Penn State against number eight Utah. Uh, Utah lost this game close to Ohio State last year. They're going to come in wanting it way more than Penn State does. I think Utah's going to win this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with All you. Right. I'm, I'm a Big Ten fan, but uh, but just picking the winners and losers. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with uh, Utah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we'll see how that turns out. We will recap all those games as well as preview the national championship game. And quick score update, 31 seconds left. Nebraska is tied with Indiana, 62-62. Uh, and, I mean, we'll, we'll see how this ends. We're going to run out of recording time, but uh, yep. we'll talk about that game next week as well. And then I said preview the national championship, uh, which is going to be uh, take place on the one-year anniversary of our podcast. So uh, we'll, we'll push that episode back to two weeks from now. But uh, – We'll see if we can get maybe Jordan Westerkamp or someone on like that to just help us uh, celebrate because he was our first interviewee. But uh, that is all I have. 
Tell your besides, friends. besides, <laughs> uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the podcast. I'm still working on Twitter, YouTube, everything like that. Uh, so only way this is spreading now is word of mouth. So we thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great beginning to your 2023 with some great bowl games on tomorrow. Uh, Grandpa, I hope you enjoy watching those tomorrow as well. And go Big Red as always. <laughs>